Hello, and welcome to another episode of Meta Psychics. My name is Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. No. And we're your Meta Psychics. Ooh, I almost forgot what button to push. If you guys don't know what that is or means or are new to our show, we are psychic mediums, twin flames, and, you know, best friends having this business called Meta Psychics. And one of the things that we do is we talk about all things paranormal, metaphysical, spiritual, and in between. And today we're going to be talking about the second and the third chakras of the earth. Last time we covered the first one. Now we're doing the other two. Em, do you remember what I talked about last time? Because I don't. You mean the root chakra? Yeah. It's the butt of the earth. (laughs) And it is located in Mount Shasta in California. And you wouldn't think that that would be the butt, but it is. Now we're talking about the belly button and whatever's in between that, because that seems inappropriate. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I mean, technically it is, but... Yeah, if you want to personify the earth, since that's kind of what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about people's personification of the earth. Well, it's technically not a personification because the earth does have chakras because we're reflections of the earth and the earth is a reflection of the universe because we're also universe reflections, you know? Do you think the earth would be one of the universe's chakras? No. (laughs) Sorry, immediate response was no. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe like one of those very, very uh, indistinct chakras, because technically your body has millions of chakras, insert many me here. But, How many uh, stars are in our solar system? More than I can count. A lot of decimal There's points. only one. Stars? It's the sun. But there's little stars. In our solar system, there's one. <laughs> All <laughs> the little ones that we see aren't in our solar system? No, that's in the universe. Well, Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, that was a question at uh space camp that I was not invited to. <laughs> no, at a coffee shop in the airport. Wow. Something with a K. Kova coffee. I don't know. You drink coffee. You should know. I haven't drank coffee in a while. No, that's a lie. I had McDonald's coffee last week. McDonald's coffee makes me feel better. One star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today we're going to be talking about Earth's sacral chakra. And according to various people on the internet and in between, Earth's sacral chakra is Lake Titicaca, which borders both Peru and Bolivia. So, Lake Titicaca is the largest lake in South America and the 18th largest lake in the world, as well as the highest, elevation-wise speaking. It's clear in calm waters were the cradle and the beginning of the Inca civilization. I really wish we had those effects where I could do like civilization, station, 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 station. You know what I'm saying? Like an echo, just for dramatic effect. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lake Titicaca is central to Incan mythology as the place where the creator god Veracoa emerged from the water. The island is in the middle of Isa del Sol, which is also home to the Incas. It is said that the freshwater lakes calm waters exhibit both masculine and feminine energy, which is representative of the sacral chakra's connection to emotion, sexuality, and creativity. Incan creation stories of Lake Titicaca include the history of the creation, they just call it the creation, and some cities in Peru are based off of Incan mythological legends. One of the best known is the myth of the origin of Lake Titicaca, whose main characters are the inhabitants of Lake Puno. So, according to the legend, 
Before the Lake Titicaca, this place was a fertile valley. Its citizens were happy with what the gods gave them, light and rain for the crops and land to get food. The inhabitants of this valley did not need anything else. The Apus, or the gods of the mountains, protected them and they did not know negative feelings like hatred and ambition. Which I don't think ambition is a negative feeling, but whatever. The Apus gave absolute freedom to the citizens of the valley and with one exception. The exception being, they were forbidden to climb to the top of one of the mountains since there was a bonfire there that was sacred. Don't touch the fire. In this way, humans lived for many years without any problems and in absolute peace. But one day, an evil spirit that lived in the area, forbidden to men, was totally jealous of them living in such happiness. Therefore, he did everything possible to get the people to disobey their gods and follow the path of curiosity, which I guess is also another negative emotion. Curiosity killed the cat. My cat is very curious. She's not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. But she's probably already tried to because they had nine lives. She's probably on like life seven or something. Probably like five. (laughs) Let's be real. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I don't know. Without curiosity, there'd be a lot of things that we didn't have, like airplanes and clean drinking water. Well, that's why it could be seen as bad. Because you kill yourself? Curiosity killed the cat. I mean, I'd rather be dead if trying to find something to better anything through well, curiosity. If you're all dead, can't figure out shit, you know? Nah. Nah. Try again in the next millennia. Evolution happens too. <laughs> Anyways, with the wiles of the evil spirits, humans felt tempted as never before to climb the mountain, discover the secrets that awaited them, and thus demonstrate their courage, which I guess is also another bad uh, thing to have. Anyways, the gods of the mountains, the Apus, furious at the attitude of their citizens, stopped them halfway without being able to escape. They sent hundreds of thousands of pumas, and these animals devoured the people who had disobeyed their gods. Well, it's probably bad because it's associated to gods. The gods just want you to follow them blindly, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy you said something. Because <laughs> that's, that's why I was like, hmm, curiosity is bad. Courage is bad. Ambition. In regards to, like, you wanting people to follow you. Because, <laughs> like, that's kind of like how the Bible is. You can't eat from the tree of knowledge. You can't know things. But didn't we eat from the tree of knowledge? Yeah. And then we got punished. <laughs> but we're still here. Yeah. The punishment was, now you get to know all of these bad things. You have original sin. And if you're a lady, you get to have pain when you have babies. <laughs> We didn't have to have pain before babies. According to that story in the Bible. (laughs) That makes no sense. Yeah, because uh, Eve was the one that did it. So she got punished more because she had to manipulate, uh, you know. I think think that's like, uh, like you don't know that the color pink is the color pink until someone tells you that it's the color pink. Maybe women have had child birth pains i'm just telling you the entire the time. religious story because you're technically talking about a religious story so yeah. in regards to a god that's why it's bad it happens with a lot of other like s- religious stories organized religion is wild to me <laughs> <laughs> but that's why it's bad <laughs> just Got like it. knowledge is bad in the story of in the like forest of whatever in the forest of whatever i wasn't good at religion class because it didn't make sense to me either put that on a t-shirt in the forest of whatever (laughs) quote the bible (laughs) that's good i like it okay anyways so 
The uh, humans were persuaded by the wiles of the evil spirit, and they climbed the mountain to discover the secrets that awaited them. But the Apus, the gods of the mountains, did not like that because they were curious and courageous and had ambition. So they ate them all with hundreds of thousands of pumas because they were like, you disobeyed us. So seeing this terrible image, Inti, the god of the sun, shuddered and began to cry to such an extent that the valley in which these people lived were completely flooded with tears. This way, the population was exterminated except for two, a man and a woman, who were in a reed boat and they managed to save themselves and contemplate everything that had happened. Their fertile valley was now a huge lake and the pumas that had been sent by the gods had turned into stones. According to this legend, this was the moment Lake Titicaca was created. Now, this is a worldwide place known for its incredible islands and for being the highest navigable lake in the world. Silence. <laughs> I mean, well, like, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I love stories about the gods, and I'm not saying it's not true. I do think that it could be true. But also, like, a whole bunch of the gods were like, you can't go to the mountain. That's not cool. Here's Roxy. She's a puma. Rawr! And then eats them all. And then one of the gods that I would expect is higher, like the sun god Inti is higher than these Apus. And she's like, that's horrible. That's some mean ass shit. And then cries. So like the gods even aren't even, they're not even on the same page. But I guess that's what mm -hmm. gods are supposed to be like. They're just never on the same page. They're always fighting. They're always quarreling. I've been watching Marvel movies the past yeah, two days with Bradley. And now I just understand that gods never make sense. Yeah, because we give human characteristics to gods. <laughs> make sense now? <laughs> Maybe we should just do a podcast on gods. We did. <laughs> no, we need to do another one. I want to talk about only stories related to the gods. And I want to sit there and talk about all of the ways in which we agree or disagree or think that it's interesting. Okay. People would like that. Yes. I'm sure people will be offended and other people will not be offended. I'm sure like large masses of people will be offended, but then equally unoffended. So that's what we're going for, right? <laughs> Controversial <laughs> stuff does well. <laughs> Well, because like one time it might be someone's religion and then the other one, it might not be their religion. So like everyone just gets a good laugh out of it. Anyways, we're, we'll, we'll shop it. So that is uh, the sacral chakra of okay. the world. Where do you think it actually is? I think that one moves more than the root chakra. And I feel like it's on the outside crust. I feel like it's the oceans of the world. Mm, that might make sense because I don't they don't showing me what the earth looks like they're just showing me orange moving around the earth because they're like it's the expression of the earth it's moving energy mm -hmm. which is water yeah so it makes sense because the water is what shapes the earth but I feel like it starts in the pacific ocean don't ask me why because <laughs> it's the biggest oh is it yeah oh <laughs> you not know that that's geography. most of the water. Geography? Never looked at a map before? Not my thing. You've had to look at a map before, though. No. Because no. I don't know anything about geology, geography, history. That was my worst I mean, I've looked topic. at a map before, but I've never been like, hmm, that one looks like the biggest one. And then, like, pucked it okay, in the listen, back of my head. You looked at a map, right? You see all the blue stuff? Yeah. Pacific Ocean. But there's also the Atlantic. There's the Bering Sea. There's, a, like, the, the, the... Much smaller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, so do you guys think that Lake Titicaca is the world's sacral chakra that is both supposedly emotional and feminine and masculine and all of the sacral chakra things? 
you decide. Now we're talking about the solar plexus chakra. So the solar plexus deals with confidence and self-esteem. It allows you to process the waters of your emotions, which are the uh, Lake Titicaca emotions, from your sacral chakra. A healthy solar plexus chakra will help us feel strong and personal power, have a sense of knowing and a good sense of belonging. Does that sound good? I tried to use my airplane voice. Your mask voice? Yeah. <laughs> your airplane voice is, uh, we're about to land. Yeah. Oh, you mean like how the captains actually talk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we went when we went to Nevada, I was very underwhelmed by the ways that the captains talked because when I was little, it was way more magical. You've never been in a plane when you were little. Yeah, I went to um, I went to Jamaica when I was little. I also went to Colorado. Not when you were little. Not when I was little. <laughs> but even in Colorado, they had a lot. They were a lot more like today. Today, this is your flight captain speaking and we're going to be going to Colorado straight one way. Does anyone have any questions? No. Great. Have a great ride. It's literally what it sounded like. Oh, like every somebody pilot is talking uh, from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> uh, we're gonna like we're gonna land a lot sooner than expected because uh, uh, there was it was windy, it's a gusty day, so we're about to land. You know, I don't know. When I went to Colorado, everyone sounded like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you know exactly what that means because you're no the only idea. one that watches that besides your boyfriend and Bradley. You do realize that JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, like, is the inspiration for a lot of other animes. Exactly. So people it's will understand. highly popular. You're like, only these people watched it. <laughs> yeah, in my life, my immediate circle. Oh. And I cannot watch it. It is too absurd for me. You made it sound me. like no one else watches it so because it's too absurd. Now, every time someone goes on a plane that listens to this, we'll like, only want it Pokemon, to sound like that. Pokemon has inspirations from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Pokemon. I don't understand why so many people watch that show. That's what I'm talking about. So, so suck it. I think they literally just take their brain, put it into a jar, and then just watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and like eat snacks. That's a fantastic anime. <laughs> Liv is just unworthy. She thinks she's cool. I don't think that I'm... Maybe it's because I'm not cool. No, you think you're cool. I do not. Never. And an you're entire... Like those people that are like, anime is so... Like, you're too old to watch anime, you know? <laughs> No, I literally got a Crunchyroll subscription. Uh-huh. Yeah. What do you watch on it? <laughs> exactly. I don't watch a lot of TV, though. Exactly. <laughs> okay, solar plexus chakra is Uluru, and it is located in Australia. So the solar plexus deals with confidence and self-esteem, which we already talked about. It uh, allows you to process the waters of your emotions, and if you have a healthy solar plexus chakra, you should have a strong sense of personal power, knowing and a good sense of belonging which is important for this is this the belly button chakra yeah it is i will have you all know that i've looked at the pictures and it does in fact look like a belly button but an audi belly button <laughs> yes if you know you know and if you don't look up eluru it's also called eladuru too or elduru so it's the belly button of the earth it is a World Heritage Site said to have great energy and is re-energizing enough to aid people in reaching their higher self. So many, so many metaphysical like blogs on all of these things that are like four paragraphs Dude, long. Listen and to all what you're talk talking about, about the same thing. Exactly. Listen to what you're talking about. We're talking about chakras. Well, what are you expecting? <laughs> the last information I got from a geographical government website that actually talks about Mount Shasta itself and like what the natives 
around it want to have incorporated in it as well as American history. So that was like an actual .gov mm-hmm. website. And the other stuff that I got for um, Aluru is from Australian government websites as well. Not only tiny excerpts are from the metaphysical metaphysical websites because they're all just very spiritual and metaphysical weird right it's not (laughs) i feel like Like they're not though when you think about spirituality you guys probably immediately think about chakras and if you don't i don't know what you're thinking about (laughs) i think about non-organized religion and allowing yourself to like walk outside and like touch this on i don't think most people think that really i think they think like woo woo stuff like you have freaking pendulums and tarot cards and you talk about chakras and crystals that's that what is, all of these websites are like. <laughs> exactly. That is what people think spirituality is. Uh, it was, it <laughs> so was mind boggling that you're like, all these spiritual websites are talking about it like woo woo. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's literally four paragraphs. And in the elementary style of like every paragraph is three to five sentences. <laughs> it's just three to five sentences of like silliness to me. Anyways. <laughs> Like spirituality to me is like being able to understand things about actual stuff, not just like people's interpretations of things and then make your own interpretation of it. Like take what you want from everything and make something for you. Like when you go and you make a suicide out of the 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 drinks for the uh, the fountain drinks. You ever heard of that? No. No? What do that what do other people call it? When you mix you all jungle of- juice? Well, jungle juice is alcoholic. This is non-alcoholic. Oh, I have no idea what you're talking about then. In the, Absolutely. In the no land idea. in that which sounds disgusting. licking doorknobs is illegal. A when, mixed drink. When you're a child, you go to the soda fountains, like uh-huh. at the gas station, and they have like Powerade, Diet Dr. Pepper, Normal Dr. Pepper, Orange Fanta, Sprite, Lemonade, and you live. You were like, you know what would be a really great idea? If I made the worst fucking jungle juice ever. <laughs> Well, people called it, they called it like a suicide. That's, that's, that's what they, anyways. So (laughs) that is what spirituality is supposed to be. It's supposed to be the jungle juice of whatever the frick you want it to be. Not whatever I was reading on the internet. Anyways, I'm off my, my high horse. So Uluru is a world heritage site. It is famous for changing color depending on the, how the sun illuminates the rocks. This spectacle makes the boulder, the boulder thinks (laughs) it colors itself shade of okra bronze red yellow and like burning fire the fire of the sun sorry the fire in the sun are the symbols of the third chakra the menapira which allows us to digest and absorb emotions aluru is a place that has special importance in aboriginal culture and spirituality got anything to say about that no it was funny when we were recording the podcast and, uh, oh, Dustin. When we were recording the video, we are recording the podcast. When we were recording the the video, yeah, I was like, what colors do they turn? Shades of red and orange? And I was like, no, no, no. Bronze, okra, and like burning fire. <laughs> Anyways, Dustin also says uh, my, uh, my little brother-in-law is living with us. And he says that it's also called swamp water or graveyard water. What is? When you mix all of the sodas at the drinking fountain. Oh. Those are the other two names. Yeah, there's a lot of names for where we mixing come. drinks. Yeah, but it's not alcoholic drinks. Does it matter? Yes. <laughs> I'm talking specifically of sodas. So there's no fun in it. 
It just tastes like nothing. Grossness. Blah. Some people like it. I never did it. My brother did it. I've noticed, oh. noticed more boys do it than girls, but also... Well, duh. They probably also put ketchup on their mac and cheese. Have you ever had ketchup on mac and cheese? No. It was pretty okay. I tried a couple times. I would not want to try it right now. But anyways, <laughs> Dustin says it's on fire on God. No cap. <laughs> Disgusting. He probably puts ketchup on his mac and cheese. I'm glad that he can text uh, sabotage this podcast. <laughs> Disgusting. Anyways, the aboriginal importance of Aluru is the natural landmark is thought to have been formed by ancestral beings during a time called the dreaming. Which is like <laughs> the Sandman Morpheus you seen that Netflix series? Because you should. I started watching it and I can never continue watching it. It's so good. Why? I don't know. Something happens in my life where I have to do something and then I just don't it's watch so it again. Good. Also, that guy's face that didn't, he was like sculpted out of fucking marble, you know? Yeah. I am the marble. You gotta be the marble in our little Scott sculpted. Yeah, he has uh, Robert Pattison vibes. <laughs> so, according to the local Aboriginal people, Aluru's Numerous caves and fissures were all formed due to ancestral beings during the time of the dreaming. Still today, ceremonies are held in the sacred caves lining the base. The term dreaming refers to the time when the land and the people were created by the ancestor spirits. They create rivers, hills, rocks, and more, forming everything in the natural world. The ancestors also made particular sites to express to the aboriginal people which places were to be sacred. For example, the Anogu's people's dreaming story of how Aluru formed revolves around 10 ancestral beings. Each region of Aluru has been formed by different ancestral spirits. In the southern side of Aluru, the rock structure was due to the war between the poisonous and carpet snakes. The northwest side was created by Mala, the hair wallaby people. Another area was formed by the, I think it's Tejukupura of Kunya, the sand python who left her eggs a short distance away and then danced across the rocks. She was just like, I'm leaving these rocks. Anyway, <laughs> the science behind the formation of Aluru is that the structure is said to have been formed 500 million years ago, first beginning in water when the entire region was, in fact, underwater. At this time, the Earth's plates were still shifting, with two fans, one made of sand and the other conglomerate rock, continually pressing against each other in friction. Soon, due to the friction, the pressure burst, and the two fans formed together to create a rock formation, i.e. the belly button of the world, now known as Aluru. Its creation material and size make it one of the most monumentous sites for geologists. So where do you think it actually is? I feel like it's heat. I don't know. I'm biased to this one. Why? Um, because I like the symbolicness behind it. Symbol, symbol, symbolicness behind it. Which is what? So we talked about how the sacral chakra is all about helping you to feel a strong sense of personal power, knowing and a good sense of belonging. Well, in the 1800s, Australia was invaded by... Uh, white people and all of the aboriginal people's rights and freedoms were taken away at the time of what the english or australians call the time of the federation aborigines were excluded from the rights of australian citizenship including the right to vote the right to be counted in a census and the right to be counted as part of an electorate and it wasn't until so and starting in the 1800s not until the 27th of may in 1967 australians they voted to change the constitution so that 
like other Australians, Aboriginals and the Torres Strait Islander people would be counted as part of the population as well as the Commonwealth and would be able to make laws for themselves. So I think it's just, I feel like of all the things for the spiritual people to try and like find as a place to have importance for the, this chakra, I think this one tracks pretty well with like the history of the place. They show me it's like, you know, those weird static balls where you touch them and they like electro to your finger. That's what it looks like to me. That's cool. So whatever that means. But it's also hot. Mm. So lightning. <laughs> but it's on the inside of the earth. Oh. Yeah. Well, people think that the crust of the earth or the, the core of the earth is molten lava, but there's, there's actually no proof of it. That think the earth is hollow. And there's an ancient civilization that lives inside the earth. <laughs> so it could be both. <laughs> you know, that's like that one God that we were talking to like a really, really, really long time ago that like lives in the center of the earth and he talks like this. That's what I'm talking about. I probably also told you about the hollow earth theories. Interesting. Because I think it's interesting. But yeah, I see like a, a yellow circle in the middle and then there's like this like statically yellow translucent stuff and then certain aspects of it there's more energy going to it to the outside of the crust maybe it's the magma yeah that's why i was like heat Mm -hmm. because i feel like aluru actually could be one of the places of this chakra because tectonic plates have to move to form and that's going to be a lot of pressure from not only the tectonic plates but probably lava and stuff underneath it but they also show me like um what is the mm, it's in yellowstone the geysers like where hot water comes up and like shoots out of the the ground okay i feel like those could be parts of it as well so yeah but yeah what do you guys think escaping but i like the the lightning theory though of like it being in the sky though because water and lightning and heat because heat from the cold and the hot is what makes clouds and other factors and then lightning is the compression of that but without heat that's you can't not have one it. of the main ones the main chakras yeah oh because they're showing me like the chakras in your fingertips you touch things that have it, it you know what i'm talking about mm. they're in their fingertips got it that's <laughs> what that's what lightning is the fingertips because yeah. they're like you as a human being thinks that's a lot of energy but it's not because the main chakras are the ones that have the biggest pools of energy let us know if you guys agree with these or what you think the Earth's chakra should be or if you want us to cover any other topics. But if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, if you could leave us a review, we would appreciate it. Like a nice like five-star review would be great because if you don't have anything nice to say, then you shouldn't say anything at all. But if you feel so inclined to leave a dad joke, we would also appreciate that. We haven't gotten a dad joke in a while, which is why we have resulted to uh, me and M trying to find uh, dad jokes on the internet for you. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate the five-star reviews, but the lack of dad jokes makes our heart sad. So how does a ghost unlock a door, M? You don't need to. They go through them. <laughs> Autistic answer of the day. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, they need a spooky. Well, that's dumb. They can just walk through it. I really would have said the exact same thing, honestly. I'm sorry. I, sh- I set myself up for failure there um what about this one what kind of horse do ghosts ride your mom <laughs> no <laughs> that's a good your mom joke too you set yourself up again 
Lol. <laughs> what type of horse do ghosts ride? A nightmare. You're welcome. <laughs> laughing so hard that her eyes are watering at her own mom joke. <laughs> no, they're fine. Oh, God. So until next time, we owe your meta side kicks. Hopefully you could still hear me. Yeah, I could. We should be good. <laughs>